Welcome to Medicated Babbling, the rants, the laughs, the tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness. And a quick disclaimer before we get started, I am not a health practitioner of any kind, so I'm just a person with chronic illness and opinions. This month I got to talk to my friend, uh, Lena Anderson, about her new audiobook, Chronic Christmas, Surviving the Holidays with a Chronic Illness. It's a great book, and one of the things I love is that it's got tips and tricks. Goodness, tips and tricks. Not just for those of us with a chronic illness, but also for the friends and family around us, uh, which I think is brilliant. And I think it would make a great stocking stuffer. Um, Well, okay, let me take that back. It would make a great stocking stuffer, but you need the tips now so you can get through the holidays. So no need to wait for the holidays to give it as a stocking stuffer. I think there, is there such a thing as like a pre-Christmas stocking stuffer? Like a pre-gift before the holidays? Because I think this would be perfect for that. Or give it as a stocking stuffer and then you're prepped for next year. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it's great. Get it for everyone. No, like I said, no need to wait for the actual holiday. Um, and uh, I guess I should tell you a little bit about Lena. She's a chronic illness and disability advocate and an author. Clearly. Did I mention she has a new audiobook out? She has a new audiobook. Who has an audiobook? I think it's amazing. Anyway, uh, we're good friends. Uh, so I was I was just so pleased to have her on the podcast. And I am very proud of us both. I mean, I'm more proud of her. She made an audiobook. Did I mention the audiobook? Uh, so I, but I'm also very proud of the two of us that we actually stayed mostly on topic. Anyway, enough about this. Here's the interview. You pass Audiobook, not just a book book, an audiobook. I have an audiobook. I first had a, a book, a book book, and then I had an ebook, and then now I have an audiobook, and I'm very excited. You should be. Well, no, no okay, so just because usually I end the podcast on like what makes us happy or whatever, because mm-hmm. sometimes it gets dark and whatever. But this time I'm starting with it because it is very exciting. I think that's good, and I think this is so much of a dash of happy that it's more like shovel full, truck full, something like of, of happy. Well, well, the, you've been excited about it for months because you've been working on it, whereas the rest yes. of us only heard about it, you launched it last month, right? Or the uh, yeah, yeah, a few weeks ago. Okay. So, By the time this is out, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, yay! <laughs> How do you keep things secret? Um, so, I'm a really crappy liar, and my... <laughs> My only option is to pretend it's not happening. Okay. And and that was the only way I could keep secret that my sister was um, pregnant with twins. So by the time she said, oh, you can tell people now, I kept forgetting because I've gotten so used to, no, this is not happening. But um, this one I actually talked about online. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't know, I wouldn't have been able to keep quiet. No, it was really, well, I mean, it, in a lucky position that I have a lot of friends I talk to offline, such as yourself, so I can kind of get the, the excitement out there rather than, so, so I can not um, be completely um, monologue about it um, in, in the rest of my life online. Awesome. And uh, now that we've been talking about the book for however many minutes it is, what is the book? Would you like to share with the class? I would. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's called Chronic Christmas, Surviving the Holidays with a Chronic Illness. And it is an 
It's sort of an advent calendar of tips to basically get through the holidays with your sanity and body and um, energy reserves intact. And each chapter um, has a tip on what you can do to kind of keep things reasonable and put your health first while also actually come to enjoy the holidays. Surprise, surprise. And it also includes tips for what your friends and family can do to help you. Because I think often that's one of the hardest things about chronic illness. People say, oh, just let me know if I can help. And you're like, I don't know. Can you yeah. breathe for me? Because it seems really exhausting <clears throat> right now. Yeah, well, exactly, right? And it's, it's and, and then you start feeling like a burden and an imposition. And can I ask them this? Or can I? And sometimes it's much easier to have people say, you know, I'm, I'm coming over on Tuesday. What do you need? Or I'll come over and help you decorate or something like that and I think I think on the other hand it also because people will the people who love us really want to help and they feel I think often as or maybe sometimes more helpless because at least we learn tricks to manage things but um, I think the people who watch how hard it is often feel really helpless because they don't know what to do and they can't change the fact that we have a chronic illness, which is what they want to do. Oh, we all want that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wave the magic wand. Come on. But um, I think giving people concrete ideas about this would be helpful. Yeah. Go do that. Um, can can kind of help build bridges between those of us who live with chronic illness and, and those who want to make our lives a bit easier. So what are you doing? I, I guess... So what, uh, is there like a favorite one that you use a lot out of the book? A favorite tip for yourself? We won't throw the family under the bus just yet. Get other people to help you. <laughs> uh, I've gotten better at asking for it. it it's still really hard. Um, I think one of, one of the themes of the book is kind of do less so you can do more, which sounds impossible and, and very oxymoron-ish, but I think things like instead of, of decorating your entire house so it looks like old Santa and his elves barfed up Christmas all over, then uh, focus on one room or one thing or, um, and over the years I've kind of reduced what I do. I have a little bit of a staple of what I do, but I don't go whole hog anymore. It's just, just kind of find what is it that says Christmas to me and Christmas is coming. And what is it that I did a lot of thinking about what really made me happy mm. and what really kind of makes me feel that kind of, okay, so I'm a Christmas nerd, like that whole building excitement and butterflies in your stomach and, oh my God, it's Christmas. Um, and then I just do that. I know I've seen a few people also go through this sort of thing just because of age. Mm. Now it's time for the next generation to start hosting or whatever. Yeah. And that transition's often very difficult as well. Because mm. it's the same sort of thing. Like not, you want to, you think it's expected, yeah. all the all the things, and then you're like, no, it's mm. just not happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so especially I can't I mean my family's never had a huge like 
tradition of like baking for a month before or whatever well baking at all really but that's a whole <laughs> other story <laughs> like that's what bakeries are for but um no i bake the rest of my family is not mm-hmm. but but there's like no so i mean uh it's so for some but some families i mean there's preparation starting in october because you have to get this done, and the shortbread cookies have to age, and if there's fruitcake, which I think shortbread is cookies have to age. They taste they taste better once they've aged a while. They taste very different when yeah. they're fresh out of the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what do they do? Like put them I, on a lock and key or something? Well, the one thing I knew, they didn't do too much, but they did. I remember as a kid helping out, and there was just they just made a ton of them because yes, mm. there was evaporation. Mm. But yeah, you know, my, they're, they're very bland when they first come out of the oven. They don't get that. Yeah, well, that's why I don't like shortbread much. You know? Right, but if you let them sort of sit, like, I don't I don't know what the magic is, but I guess... Rancid butter? Yeah, I, know, I don't <laughs> do butter anymore, so I'm not sure. But like... No, we, we used to do it. Well, my mom, whatever year, she would say, okay, I'm baking early this year because she would bake a lot of cookies. And then she would put them in cookie tins and put tape around them to seal them. Tapes easy to get off. I it think. was, yes. <laughs> so, so then after that, so sometimes then the little mice came along and well, magically took it out of the tin. Well, I think we looked so it was so pathetic, and we liked whatever she had left out so much that she just went oh to hell with it and just yeah. ripped the tape off, and then she baked again later. She was well, a she was a lovely like, mom. <laughs> So it was fine. We just got the cookies from the bakery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's all about works. the cookie delivery. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Well, I think I think what she decided, yeah, there was a bunch that people ate, and then a bunch got, like, put in a cupboard somewhere, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's... But all that stuff... Like, it's just a lot of work. Like, even it's just huge. the mental work of planning and everything mm-hmm. else. So it is nice when somebody else can take some of that off. Oh, uh, like, I find, even though... My gift giving is usually limited to a very small number of very close people and and usually one of my attendants will come come out and say, Okay, it's time to decorate and because she she starts bef- at the end of November and I tend to not do it until about a week or two before Christmas because otherwise I get bored of it. So so like I usually have people to kind of there's a routine by now and the, and and just tradition of what happens when but it's still exhausting i still run around like a crazy person the day before and and although i think there is some joy in that um because the closer you get the friendlier people get so it's kind of nice to be out and and, and about but at the same time no, I, I, it's not enjoyable. Then there's a crash after. Like you just make it through the your, the festivities, and then you crash for several days. And I really don't want to do that. Like yeah. then, then like if if I spend my my holidays being sick because I did too much, then something is not right. That's true. Yeah, it always comes back to balance. It's very frustrating. Oh God, I'm I hate not balance. Good at it. No. <laughs> All I'm not taking kind of all here. Just not. Um, yeah. Balance. Yeah, no, one, of, one of my biggest things isn't, I think I've gotten a handle on most, plus my family is, is pretty low maintenance, so which is very good. Mm. Um, but also really frustrating. 
Oh yeah, no, there's pros and cons to everything. Mm, what the hell do you give people who are really low maintenance? Nothing, we don't do gifts anymore! Which used to make me really sad and still kind of does when I don't have an oodle of presents to open, but mm. makes my life so much easier that I am willing there to pay the that. price. There's that. Let's get together to eat. Okay. Yeah. And mm. half, most of the time we get together at a restaurant because yeah. same thing. Nobody wants to have to do all the work that it takes. Mm. And plus between food allergies and mm. people having various preferences and yeah. all the rest of it, it's just, yeah. Restaurants are easier. Yeah. Once you have found a cup, like a small handful, where everybody can find well, the, something. Yeah, the allergies make it trickier because mm. for a while the strategy we used was just generally buffet. Mm. Because, I mean, I'm the veggie head, so mm. the buffets weren't probably monetarily worth it for me, but mm. at least I could find stuff to eat. Yeah. Everyone could find something from the carnivore to the picky to, mm. the, to mm. the veggie head. But allergies and cross-contamination does not work with the buffet no, strategy. No, Then you find a place where, yes, we have the buffet, but you can also have stuff off the menu. Yeah. So that works. I know. And, then, and, and then your local, one of the places that does that ends up putting an, <laughs> an entire truckload of poinsettia in the restaurant. So then the person with the latex allergy, hello, can't go. Yeah, that one I always forget about. Mm. Most of them, but it, well, I mean, for you, I probably would have just assumed it was flowers, just because I. Didn't. I think it's the flowers, like because but I think both, you have to get I, actually. Yeah, I think you actually have to get in touch with the sap. In touch with it, you have to touch the sap, but at the same time, like I just remember going in into the restaurant last last year, and there was poinsettias everywhere, and just starting to wheeze because also asthma. Okay, so now you say poinsettias, I say poinsettias. It's spelled poinsettias. I don't know. It's an immigrant thing. I don't, like yeah, I, yeah. English is my second language. I absolve myself from responsibility. <laughs> well, it, it, English as the first language, people cannot agree on the pronunciations of exactly. things, so don't worry. There's an I in there, so I assumed it was poinsettias, That's but it right. could be poinsettias. I, who knows? I could be saying what, it wrong my, my entire life. I don't know. I think everyone who's listening to that should send you an email with their pronunciation of no, it. Yeah, they should leave a comment. <laughs> Okay, leave a weigh comment. In, That's better. In, weigh in, or I guess it's a review if it's a podcast. Anyway, whatever. Yes. I'm, clearly, I'm up on. What yeah, I'm leave doing. reviews. I said they don't know how to pronounce things. That will work out well. I said, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> the answer is yes. I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <sighs> yeah, I think if you just say it with confidence and fast enough, like if I hadn't called you on it. Exactly. Nobody there, would no, know. No, 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 no. There would be a small percentage oh, yeah. that would just be like, it's this way, not that way. Yeah, I know. Potato, not potato. Yes. I know. Yes, I'm one of those. Yeah, I've yelled occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for the most, I'm, I, 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 I'm learning to let it slide more and more, unless it's really egregious. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. My big thing for... So, for the most part, I must admit, like I said, you said, my family pretty easygoing, which really, really helps, and all the rest of it, but it's when I have to cancel, and, like, I can't go to something. Yeah. Like, most of the time during the year, I've trained friends and family that, you know, like, let's to get together on Monday, the backup day will be Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, they're used to And if to it's it. really bad, then next Monday. Yeah. Or, you or know. Or Wednesday. 
So, and they know I'm not canceling because I don't want to spend time with them. Because oh, yeah. if somebody cancels ten times in a row, you'd be like, oh, they don't want, no, 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 it was just a really bad month. Yeah, well, exactly, right? <laughs> so, you know, it takes, so, but I've, everybody, including myself, we're all, we've all gotten pretty well trained. So, I know they, they, they mean it well, but I remember one time I brought it up that I feel bad. And they're like, well, don't worry, we'll have the party without you. <laughs> But that's the problem because people are having fun without you. I know. Well, I, it's, it's FOMO. It's my birthday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, just say, I guess the uh, audio people won't know, but I, my birthday is in December, so it also yeah. lines up with really all the close. Yeah. So, yeah, so it is one of those things where, like, like yeah, I don't want to ruin everybody else's fun, but... I want to have some, too. I know. Well, and I think, like, that's the whole point of my book to get self-promotional again. Uh, is that that the goal of all of these tips to kind of focus in and to do less so you can do more and all of that is is with that whole point of you're not curled up in bed completely wrecked from everything you did to prepare and canceling right left and center but by doing by doing less you have more energy you're not crashing and wrecked all the time which means when there's a party or a thing or a celebration or cookie exchange back to cookies um there's actually right back around always um there's a lot better chance that you might be able to go maybe not the whole thing but that you'll be able to be have part of it and i think that's i don't know i think i think a lot of the goal is to live in such a way that you are actually able to have a, a life whenever possible um, instead of, like, that, that's the quest we're all on to get the, relegate the chronic illness to the back burner so we can live out there, right? And, and sometimes we just need a reminder, especially because Christmas becomes, like, you, you can start off with, please notice how I interrupted myself there. <clears throat> Um, oh, honey, I can't finish a thought to save my life. Yeah, I know. And it gets it get worse when we're together. I know. I know. <laughs> we're being very good for Yes, us. I think so. <laughs> um, I was going somewhere with that. Uh, oh, yes. I think you can start out with some fantastic ideas about what you're not going to do. But then the whole thing just takes over. Like, whether it's Christmas or another holiday or another big event such as like, I don't know, a wedding, a large party, something like that. Something always happens for it and, and it starts um what's the word? Spiraling? Sure. Spiraling out of control. I was I was thinking more that like the boulder running going down the hill. Mm. Snowballing, thank you. Snowballing, that works. Yeah. Waving. I'm like, that looks like a spiral. Yeah, well, sort of. Yeah, but, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the big snowball, yeah. Yeah, and I think if you start out, the smaller you start out, the smaller they snowball. Because they will snowball. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you'll just snap and do all of it. Oh, no, that's just because we have control issues. Well, that has yeah, nothing but... to do with chronic illness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Actually, I think that is a nice little spiral, though, because I have to control as much as I can. Absolutely. And if I have those tendencies anyway, mm-hmm. and then it's reinforced by, you know... Not being in control of so much. Yeah, so that, so, yeah, but I think that's not necessarily 
for everyone, but definitely. You know, I think I think I think that happens more often than you know. Like I used to think I was just like an unmitigated control freak, and then I read this fantastic book called Strong and the Broken Places by Richard M. Cohen. Because that was the, the first author that I interviewed and wrote an article about. So it was kind of my first, like, like the moment where I became a quote-unquote real writer. Also, it's a really good book. Um, and he basically, uh, the, the book is the story of four or five people with various um, types of chronic illness, disability, terminal illness, etc. And, and there was a discussion of control. And because so, and, and basically that so much of our lives is out of control that, yes, exactly, you control what you can. Well, yeah. And that's I when I realized also, I wasn't, I was normal. But it's, it's also, if you don't, if you don't control for the things mm-hmm. that you can control for, if this makes sense, mm-hmm. the consequences are more dire. Oh, then your life goes even more out of control. Right. Like, so if, if I don't control for my migraine trigger or like food triggers, then I'm definitely going to have a migraine. So, whereas if I can control for it, well, then I may or may not have a migraine. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. but you increase your chances. Exactly. Of... And like the, but the, the consequence is like pain. It's not like, oh, oh, well, we missed a thing. We can do it tomorrow. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a No, pain. because the missing, like, there's a good reason we miss things. Like, it means that you're feeling so absolutely crap that... You know, you may not be able to leave the bed. Never mind, leave the house. And and that doesn't last just one day, usually, no, for actually. anyone. I hear you. Mm. And you don't want those days to be whatever holiday or birthday or whatever mm. you're celebrating. So, yeah, I know there's sort of, there is that also, I don't know, I think, like, I know there's a lot of, I think it's even just be an appointment or something, that if, something that's important. Yeah, it's almost super. Str- it's even more super stressful because you're like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Like I've done yeah, everything yeah. I can, but please don't, please don't, please let me be able to go to this and thing. Then whack. I know. Yeah. Sometimes it holds out though. Yeah. So. Yeah, but then it sucks too because it's like, well, I'm not gonna go to this thing and get together with friends or decorate my house because I have an important appointment on Monday and maybe it's not terribly important maybe it's just a checkup where you're in and out in five minutes not counting the wait time which is hours but you know that maybe you have one question or the checkup is important because regular checkups are um, and if you don't go then then your next appointment is three months later yeah. and it's like well if I got a question to ask then it's like okay then I turn down the rest of my life sometimes turn off the rest of my life so I can go to an appointment. It's very annoying. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, if you can read it, Christmas, yeah, I mean, just reschedule it. Because Christmas seems more important sometimes, but not others. I don't know. I guess everybody has to decide. Well, I think it, I think it depends. Um... Because in my family, we've always celebrated on the 24th. You celebrate on Christmas Eve, that's when you celebrate, and that's like the one command performance a year. And that we usually try to do it on the 24th, but every now and again, things are a little bit different. 
Um, well, especially like, with multiple generations and kids and school and work and and blended families. Yeah, and, and like the, this year, for instance, I think on on the twenty fourth, my sister's kids are with their dad, so we decided we're just going to move Christmas up because. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Yet it does because it'll be, I think, only the third time in my life that I'm not doing Christmas on Christmas Eve, and it's very wrong. See, yeah, I don't know. I guess my family is so unsentimental and way too easygoing. But we started moving things around. I think when I was in high school, because my brother was in university. Because a lot of things like. Thanks Thanksgiving here. Thanksgiving in Canada is on the Monday, mm-hmm. so it freaked me out when I found out it was like on a Thursday in the states. I was like, yeah, "What?" That's very strange. I was very confused. But even the Monday doesn't work because Monday night you have dinner. Everybody mm-hmm. just wants to, you know, go take a nap and go to sleep. But you gotta like drive the kid back to university and do this and pack up and whatever. So it just made sense to have like Thanksgiving on a Saturday. And then, yeah, I and think, then move that so then yeah. it wasn't as busy. But then and then slowly everything just started moving because yeah. we're like, oh well, such and such will get you know triple time if they work on the holidays. So why don't we just move our holidays so they can go get all the overtime? We're very practical sometimes. Well, and and to be honest, there is like I do think that if you try to keep it as close to the day, especially something that's very specific, like. This date of this month, right? Oh, that, you know, there's somebody that's been campaigning for Christmas in August for years and has been vetoed every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I think uh-huh. it has to be, like, around the general time. Yes. But... But if somebody can make triple time for an eight-hour shift on the 24th or the 25th, like, yeah, yeah hey, yeah. Box, Boxing Day, here we come. And actually, it, with all the blended families and stuff, and it, it, made, it usually made it much easier, too, because if somebody else was dating someone that had a very rigid, like, you know, like you say, command performance, 24th, it must be, then you're like, all right, well, I'll do that there, and we'll move this to Boxing Day or mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But, so, Yeah. Oh, holidays. Mm-hmm. It is like this always. And then anytime you try to change anything, it's because there's so much about the holidays, like and especially Christmas. And I assume holidays in other cultures as well. There are certain holidays where everything must be done the same way all the time. Year after year after year. And then you try to mess with it. Well, I find it usually takes... Like, like I said, we sort of eased into the moving mm-hmm. things around because it was just sort of practical here, practical there. And then it was just like, oh, what day should we do this on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but it's either that or like, yeah, something has to... There, That first few times does get sort of dicey, especially mm-hmm. with people are really attached. Mm-hmm. But then once you, once you get through, you just have to power mm-hmm. through. And then after that, you're like, yeah, it's all good, whatever. Mm-hmm. Did the family get together? Yeah, well, that's we and that is time? exactly, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Though I, I though we we are most lucky though in that we actually enjoy our families. Yes. Because there's a lot of people that there's a lot of crap just going on in everybody's life normally anyway. Mm. And then I've also there's people where they're you know family members don't believe they have a certain condition oh, or yeah. don't think it's 
it's as bad as they say, and I'm just like, oh, it's the it's the very. Can you just not be nice? Just be nice. Like you know, you believed in Santa. You can believe in your in your friend or your sister or whatever. And just just like for once, yeah, just basically stop stop sharing your opinion and say so. What's it like? I know. It's like, I and I, I you know this would go. We don't. It's already been over 20 minutes. We can probably wrap it up, but this would be a whole other bit. But, and you know what? And I get frustrated when people do the whole, you know, have you tried this type of yoga or whatever else? Mm-hmm. And I know it comes from a good place. Like they want to, and occasionally it's something I've never heard of and I should have heard of it. So I try really hard, but sometimes it's hard not to hear it as you're not doing all you can. Well, yes. I mean, so that's probably yeah. more my issue than <laughs> Well, but it, I think it's that that desire that we're talking. Look at us coming straight back to. We'll be talking about cookies next, but I think it's that desire to help and yeah, feeling helpless. And I yeah, know. oh, I'm an I'm, I'm a fixer. I admit it. I I try sometimes not to be, but it's very hard because you just want to help this person so much. But yes, like you said, the way it comes across, I I have. <laughs> I have developed a line that I basically shut people down really nice, and I just said my doctor and I are very confident in our in the treatment choices. Um, thank you, and then move on to hey, have you tried the cookies? <laughs> so, so there. Um, and 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 I find that that shuts people down, and and I guess you can also at a at a also before before you get too upset if somebody's always trying to fix you basically you say like listen when you say stuff like that it feels like you don't think i'm trying everything i can and i and and my car my doctor and i have talked about everything and have settled on a good plan and i think that that also lets people know it's like hey what i say has an impact yeah. In, a, in a kind of, in a gentle way, because I'm conflict averse. Mm-hmm. And at least then there's no fight over the turkey. Well, there'll probably be a fight over something else. Yeah. Well, I'd rather it not be this. This is true. Go yeah, you know, politics, politics the wishbone, whatever, but you, you don't end up with with the massively hurt and yeah. mis- feelings of being misunderstood and feelings of, of not being seen or not being heard. So I don't know, like it, it's all about finding that, that space of just, there's certain things we don't talk about. Fair enough. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like maybe you might actually get somebody to understand and listen, um, which is, and again, to get self-promotional, that's part of the point of the tips uh, in my book, because... Usually what I do when I share a tip about saying this is how you can help someone, I, I explain why. So That's so true. in one respect, I think Chronic Christmas is very much my attempt at helping other people understand. I don't, I don't think that you can actually, and this is a whole other episode, I am beginning to realize that in the quest for others to understand, I don't think people really truly can understand but they can know and they can accept my reality, and I'm good with that. They don't have to fully understand what pain feels like, 
No, I'd rather they didn't actually. Yeah. But I know, but I know we've had this discussion before, but yeah, getting people to get it on some, even mm-hmm. if it's not a hundred percent on some level, get mm-hmm. it. That's... Well, and it's like I have migraines. I don't. I don't understand your migraines because mine aren't as bad as yours yeah. are. But I accept the consequences of your migraines, True. which is, you know, okay. So we shift. We shift the date we're supposed to get together, and and there are times where like both of us are really kind of pissed about it. But at the same time, like it's just what we do. So there's just the, I'd really look forward to this, but yeah, it's just what we do. Yeah. Fuck the migraine. Uh, pardon, yes. pardon the language. Uh, I, but I put explicit because I know it's going to happen. Oh, I had, I was so proud of myself. I've been like family friendly throughout the whole thing and just ruined it. Ah, well, you know, like uh-huh. I said, it's, it, we're, we're, we're getting tired. Yeah. So I think maybe we should just wrap it up on our, on our we episode. We should. We so should. I do agree. Fuck migraines. Fuck everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but but Christmas or holidays or whatever, we're just spending time with family. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's all good. I hope it is anyway. <laughs> My family, luckily. So, and I mean, I guess family of choice, if your biological yeah. family are all assholes or whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the yeah. re- and the reason things just sounded different and there was a thump in the background is that Lucy the cat came up to say hello. And I could not resist because I am a sucker. Yeah, well, she's pretty good at that. But yeah, so your book is awesome, and Thank now it's you. an audio, so now it can just you can be baking Christmas cookies and listening to the book. Oh, I know. It <laughs> all comes back to the cookies. <laughs> oh, and I think we're done. Alrighty. <laughs> so that was our chat. The link to the, chron- the Chronic Christmas audiobook is going to be in the show notes, so don't worry about that. Uh, there is a physical book, too, if you want to go physical book route, but the audiobook is new, so that's extra special right now. And um, if you want to find Lena, she's all over the internet. She's got a blog, The Seated View. She's on all the social medias. She does all of it. I honestly don't know how. And uh, rumor has it... That there is a cookie recipe in the book. Just saying. Alright. So I think that's the end of it for this month. Have a great holiday. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, if you've got some time, you can write review. That would be great. I'm doing the whole social media thing too, but not as well as Lena. She kicks ass. Uh, I just sort of hack it occasionally. So I'm not going to clog up your, your digital feeds of any kind because uh, I post whenever. So at Medicated Babbling is for all the podcasty stuff and any other random stuff I post on JT Art and Stuff. Um, that's for Instagram. For Twitter is mbabbling. I don't really use it that much. I don't get Twitter one of these days. Somebody needs to teach me Twitter. I need to go do that. Anyway, uh, there's also a Facebook page if you do the Facebook thing. And um, oh, uh, the podcast obviously is on a lot of different podcatchers, but it's also on YouTube because uh, I know some people listen on that. And I want to just give out a great big thanks to Fresh Kills for the intro and outro music. And for you guys, if you're listening, thank you. That's great. Have a great holiday, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. Um, Take some time off. Chill. Relax. I also want to say thanks to the listeners because you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Anyway, don't forget you matter, and I'll talk to you next time. One, two, three, four, get it! One, two, three, four, get it! One, two, three, four, get it!
Get it! Bow, 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 get it! Bow, bow, bow.